Maybe you should you start know, every over. time we do this, like at the very beginning of everyone that we're in, there's always like at least three curse words that I have to, <laughs> have to go back through and edit out. And then I have to like splice some text together to make it sound like we're like functional words. I really want you to leave that in and just blank out the like that. <laughs> so much editing. Yep, yep. And, and, right. and for all those who think that we uh, that we pre-record these and have like a week to edit, it's no, no, it's the night before, and for some odd reason, I decided that I wanted to edit these. So. Yeah, yeah I'm glad because, you did because yeah. you guys you guys are bad at planning things. We are Dude, bad at planning things. It's Welcome fine. to adulthood. Yeah. What? Listen, I don't I don't know how that's if that's how you would explain it. Listen, Hayden. I live in a 100-year-old home with no air conditioning or heat. Dude, like that's a like shit for a year. He, he, he like that's pretty bad. throws this into like every he, conversation. That's though. pretty bad planning. You got it. Like yeah. living at no, you can't even say that that's bad planning. That's, you purchased it. Yeah. You bought the land. That takes yeah. planning. I and bought it. You had to, planning ahead. Oh my god. That's bad Maybe. planning. Have you noticed how how like every time we we talk about anything ever, Garrett's like that that like that newlywed couple with a baby, and like every time you go somewhere, they're like they're like, have you seen my baby? Do you okay. want to see the baby? That's I love my baby. Have you seen my baby pictures? And he's like he's like that with his house. Like every podcast we do, every like at the very end, he's like, did you know I live in a hundred year old house? I haven't said that on any of the podcasts. Did you know that yet? that that that. The person who lived here last was buried across the street. Oh, I did say that on one of them. I said you know that, that I, once. That I, have, that I have cats in my 100-year-old house. Have you seen my 100-year-old house? Hey, fight me. Why don't you? <laughs> I would, but you're in a 100-year-old house. You'll probably die tonight when it caves in on you. <laughs> but, shoot. Oh, man. Dude, okay. what are we doing? Is this... <laughs> Get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Right, Is this not right. the conversation tonight? <laughs> Talking this about very shitty decisions. Hey, that that is. I've got a laundry list of bad decisions. <laughs> I know. Where I lived you, with where, you for where a do while. You do that yeah. laundry though, huh? So where do you do that laundry though? I actually haven't done it in like two weeks. Nice. Same. So it's rough right now. I went in my All closet right. and I'm like looking for stuff. You know, you make do with what you got. You got way too much. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but all right. and, and and everyone listening, like it's it's not like he's like rich or wealthy or anything. He's just got a lot of a lot of crap. I buy cheap I to... stuff and then I brag about it and it makes me sound rich. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like what? He's like if the like the garbage man was like, I'm rich in trash. Yeah. yeah. Like you sent me a picture of right, like on, like a five hundred dollar car that doesn't turn on. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. I'm only twenty four. Oh my god. I own a house. What's your social security? Yeah. <laughs> and five cars. I can go on whatever site I want to and say that people are like, dang, this kid's got it together. But when yeah, they actually, the moment you find yeah, him, it's actually, like, who's this crazy redneck? Yeah, the time you see it is when it all goes downhill. <laughs> it sounds impressive until you actually look at it. Yep. And then you're yep. like, ooh. Yep. 
But yeah, yeah, all right. Well, welcome everyone. Um, this is our podcast. We understand things, better known as what? My what? name is Evan Duffield. I'm Garrett House. I think. <laughs> you think? Uh, and I'm Hayden Smith. So Hayden Smith is our our recently joined uh, on 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 audio character. Um, <laughs> he is our he is our email account. Uh, email at email dot gmail. Yeah, I'm really bad at checking that. He yeah. is not good at checking the email. No, but please no. send us your uh, your comments, concerns. Tell us you want to stop. You want to stop hearing us. If someone wants to actually make us an email, send us the email at email <laughs> at email dot gmail. Or someone, guys, someone just someone just we, like created the email account. Like, has that not even been created? Are you just no, no, no. Someone, someone, oh. go online, create an email account, oh and just just God. email us the username and password. <laughs> That way we can get into it. It's a joke. This is gonna be this is gonna be a really bad joke after a while. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a really long night. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> All right. So basically, the idea of this podcast is the we're we're trying to you know tell each other cool stories we find on the internet, be it you know interesting or or weird or mind blowing or whatever it really is doesn't really matter. Mind blowing. Uh, can we yeah. actually say that none of the stories we've done so far have been weird, interesting, or mind blowing? Wow. <laughs> That's yeah, because <laughs> that hurt. Honestly, <laughs> I am offended. I mean, Uba was pretty cool. Uba was awesome, and you're welcome because I brought that story to the table. Yeah, you're what right. is Uba? You don't even <laughs> need to worry about it because you don't even listen to our podcast uh. email. <laughs> All right. Um, so basically, one of us is going to tell a story, um, and the other one's going to sort of commentate a little bit on it. Our email might poke his head in here in a little bit and and say some stuff about it. Um, and then we're going to switch roles, and the other person is going to tell a story. Um, and that's pretty much how it's going to go. Uh, basically, every week, Garrett has flipped something random in his 100-year-old house yep. um, <laughs> so, that, so that we could choose a, a victim to go first, and typically it's been me. But Garrett, what are you, what are you trying to flip first? Also, uh, how's, uh, how's Georgia going? It's actually kind of nice. It was 80 yeah, degrees today. It was about sixty where I am, so it's really nice. Yeah, Hayden is in uh, in Virginia actually, so yeah, probably should have mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, I'm in Richmond. Um, well, I live in Nebraska. Um, it was negative twenty this morning. Nice. Um, what? It was yeah. negative twenty. It was negative twenty degrees outside this morning. Sounds terrible. Um, yep. It was. It was actually five degrees, um, but we had forty mile an hour winds, which oh made it negative God. twenty. Um, that's like a tornado <laughs> it was a it was a good time um and for those who who don't know um i ride my bike to work in the snow yeah because because he minus 20 degree because he refuses to buy a car yeah so uh, i was i was on um on facebook marketplace and craigslist all day looking for a car um i have i have officially lost all hope and motivation so and if you want to talk about funny stories, we should just talk about like your past car experiences. We should to be completely do that. honest. <laughs> I'm a very good driver. Yep. You guys right. keep looking up these stories, and honestly, your lives are. Wow. <laughs> wow. Are we just going right, to change yeah. it up this time? And talk yeah, I guess we'll just change it up and be <laughs> the whole world can just make We're fun going of rogue, stuff. boys. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go ahead and flip something. What you got today? Um. I have a hammer. 
a hammer. Oh, you have wood floors? How are you gonna, like... One size said... I'm about to redo the floors, so it's okay if it gets better. Oh, so one size... Cool. One side says mechanic. The other side says... Wear... Star 3A and safety. Uh, oh, wear safety goggles. Wear 3A <laughs> safety goggles. <laughs> Alright, I'll take the guess. safety goggles side. Okay, safety goggles, let's do it. Stupid <laughs> <a good> noise. <laughs> okay, you won, sir. You got the oh, safety goggles. Man. That was the first time so, since I've been here. Yeah, it's it's honestly the only, the second time out of all the podcasts we've recorded that I've actually won that. Um, you won man. one already. Right, that's what I just said. I mean, this is the second <laughs> time. Yeah, that's what he that said. What I just oh, said. Cool. Welcome, Welcome to the podcast, Garrett. Welcome to the podcast, Garrett. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good, man. Sorry. All right. Um. So typically, uh, whoever wins pretty much just uh, tells the other person to go first because no one really wants to go first. But I think this time, on this podcast in particular, your boy's going to go first. Who's my boy? <laughs> it's me. I'm your boy. What? You didn't know? I'm going to oh. go first. So I'm going to go first. All right. All right. All right. I got a story for you. I got a story for you guys. But first, but first, I found a video game online. It's a browser RuneScape? game. It's a flash game. It is not RuneScape. Dang. But you know, and 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 we are not sponsored by this game in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, because who would sponsor us? If 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 the planets align and we could be sponsored by this game, you know, it would just it would just make my day. I'm gonna tell you about this game, all right? So this game is all about Kanye West. <laughs> okay. Why do you always okay. bring up Kanye West? Because there is so much, so many funny things about Kanye. You know Kanye. he's a gay fish, right? He is. He is, thanks to South Park. <laughs> um, he's, he's so, so this game, though. This game, though, all right? So the game is called Kanye Zone. Mm-hmm. And if you have ever heard the song, I don't know if I'm, like, you know, morally allowed to say the name of the song. Um Morally, so, why? What's it called? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that it's called ninjas in Paris. Um, but ninjas <laughs> uh, is not the word that it is. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Did so you call if I'm allowed to say that ninjas it, usually have wow where no, gonna, a specific thing. <laughs> Evan, All right. So if I'm allowed to say that you? word, someone please send us an email over to over to our email account, and then and then I'll I'll, I'll get right to it. I'll come back and edit. Give it him the N word pass, and he'll say it. Please. All right. <laughs> oh so if you've heard that song, and I really hope you have, um, there's a solid like 45 second clip of Kanye just talking about getting in his zone. Okay, he he says he says like I'm definitely in my zone about 30,000 times in a 30 second period, and someone decided to make a video game, a flash game, where you are this little ball surrounding this little area that is a red circle called the zone and you have kanye heads flying at you Try and you have to block them because he's trying to get in his zone and the whole time it's just playing like like i'm trying to get in my zone i'm trying to get in my zone and then eventually once you lose he, he goes i'm definitely in my zone that's pretty much my my whole thing about the about the game i just thought it was absolutely hilarious um, all the all the top scores. Um, we need to get you out can enter your your name, and pretty much everybody's name is is Kanye. Um, you you can see a random like Kim, 
or Ray J or whoever. Um, I think it's hilarious. But anyway, so the actual story that I've got for you guys. So would today, you call the Kanye game a a feat in engineering or? <laughs> clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly, clearly, clearly. Okay, okay, just making sure. All right, so my actual story. All right, so let's let's get into it. I, I want to ask you both questions here. Um, I think I typically start that way, but but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so do do both of you um, do either of you drink? Like, do you like uh, booze? No, not at all. Well, we've established that Garrett's an alcoholic, so <laughs> that's fair. Okay, and so so also like alcohol. Can I can I ask what um what you guys' favorite uh, liquors are? Uh, just it doesn't have to be a brand. Maybe just so a, many a to choose. I don't know. I'm Southern whiskey. We'll call it whiskey. Okay, Say rum. Rum. You know what's actually really good? Moonshine. Actually, yeah. yeah. No, but Hold it's gotta on. be it's Hold gotta on. it's gotta be real moon. Hold on. When I bring stuff, you're always like, "Nah, I don't." That's mess because with that. the stuff you buy is like garbage. I I want you to find me a hill that's seems been like brewing I'm, uh, this for weeks in the mountains. Seems like some a, jug a that he nerve. just found outside. <laughs> Dude, have you ever had any of Garrett's moonshine that he buys? It's like, it's like ethanol. It's it's not like ethanol. It's just not even good. Moonshine is delicious. Whatever you're buying tastes like you're drinking garbage. that cut stuff if it's been cut it's not actual moonshine if it's been cut all right gary you so, buy so we like we like whiskey legal, we right? like moonshine we like whatever all right so so <laughs> i want to ask you guys a second question how much are each of you willing to spend on a bottle of liquor depends on how good it's it is a, it's a let's special say, let's say it's 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 choice it is prime all it right. Is, well, it is of peak quality. I if it's a if it's a good equation, maybe like one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty dollars. I think if I it's like you know, like, an occasion. I think I already pay like what two hundred dollars for Prime. Oh so two hundred dollars for what? Did you say for Prime? Prime? Yeah, oh, for Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime, like a year. Yeah. So I'd say two hundred. You would trade Amazon Prime for? No, he said it was Prime. So I'm using that as a oh comparison. My God. <laughs> Continue. This is okay. why I hate talking okay. to you. <laughs> so, so we got like we got like two hundred dollars, hundred fifty dollars, whatever. Um, so, I, I want to ask a second question or a fourth question or whatever question we're on. Um, instead of how long are you willing to spend, or how much are you willing to spend, how long are you willing to wait for a bottle of liquor? Hmm. I mean, I can probably buy it in advance. Like, I don't know. I can wait a while. But like, are you saying like this is my drink and I want it? And- no, I'm saying like, like they only make this this bottle once every so often, uh, and you have to wait a period of time. I mean, if I was certain it was going to be good, like it was going to be the best thing I ever tasted, and it I mean, wasn't yeah, very it, expensive. Up I mean, I could just go buy something else, right? Like <laughs> while I wait. Yeah, exactly. I'd shoot. So I'd yeah, say sure. twenty years. Twenty Jeez. years. Okay. 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 That's a pretty fair number, I think. Okay. All right. So this story is pretty short, but it absolutely blew my mind that this was even a thing that exists. Okay. So have you guys ever had cognac? Yes. Okay, have you ever heard of, of Remy Martin's Cognac? Um, who is Remy Martin? 
That's a good question. I don't really know either, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep telling the story regardless. <laughs> what about what about you, Garrett? Um, I think I have. I don't remember what the bottle looks like, but it's a classy familiar. man. Uh, All right. So <laughs> I think I saw it on a cruise once. That might be. I, uh, I don't know. Do, do cruises have like fancy bottles of, of liquor? Oh yeah, they, yeah do. they do. Okay, okay, then that might be true. Okay. So anyway, Redmi Martin. Remy Martin had he, he it's a it's a it's a cognac brand. Uh, it's French, um, and he has a certain a certain uh, like mixture, I guess, or or section that's called Louis the Thirteenth cognac. Um, Louis the Thirteenth was uh, somebody. I don't I don't know. Historians could probably correct me or yell at me. One of the two, um, but. Uh, Basically, it's this cognac that's aged in these fancy French like shipping crates that are no longer made, and it's bottled in this like super duper fancy fancy like decanter that's mm-hmm. like handmade by French glass craftsmen, right? Um, and the the crazy thing though is that it's made from up to one thousand two hundred individual eau de vies um, from the Grand Champagne Champagne. Vineyards, right? For Which someone is, who it, still lives in Georgia, what is an eau de vie? Eau de vie. <laughs> an eau de vie is, uh, it's like a brandy. So it's like a bunch of different kinds of brandy all okay. mixed together. Gotcha, From what gotcha. I've understood, <laughs> I am I am not a, uh, a liquor connoisseur. Connoisseur. So if someone can, can correct us and, and send an email as to what eau de vie is, then go right ahead. But I looked at the Wikipedia of it and it said it was brandy. So we're gonna go with that. Um, made from it's, it's made from grapes, um, you know, like most things, grapes and grape soda and grape jelly, you know, made from grapes. I think only right. two of the three things hey, were hey, actually hey, hey, made whoa, from whoa, whoa. But this okay. is this is an entirely accurate podcast. Everything I say is completely true. If it's on the internet, it's true. It's on the internet. It's absolutely true. All right. So, so it's made with with like a bunch of different mixtures of brandy. Um, but the crazy part is that a new blend of this cognac is only bottled every hundred years. So in so order to get the new business. one, in order to get the new one, it has to have like you could. It came out a hundred years, and then I think it came out in like twenty fifteen or something. And so you can still order that right now. But if you want the next one, you have to wait a hundred years. And basically, the way it works is all this stuff is getting aged. All these mixtures are getting aged in in the cellars or whatever and there's a cellar master there's just this dude and there's only one of them and he's the cellar master and he like lives in a basement or something i don't know in france and there's a new one every hundred years and each cellar master gets to pick hold on one what how does that person live for a hundred years they don't they don't they don't they don't they don't they buy it for the family all right so so basically here's how it works right so one guy lives his life but he gets to pick a a box or a crate or whatever a cask I think is it's called I think it's mm-hmm. called a cask um, of of whatever whatever blend and that's the blend that is going to be bottled and sold for the next hundred years and then when he's he 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 spends the rest of his life basically training a new guy um, or at least the end of his life he spends training a new guy and then when that guy is like thirty or whatever then. He gets to pick the new blend of cognac that gets bottled and sent out for the next hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. So it's probably a huge honor there to be the cellar master. It sounds kind of lonely to me. Plus, you really only get to make one interesting decision, like in your entire life. 
It sounds like a good chance to mess up and just be remembered. <laughs> yeah, I guess. A terrible person. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know. Had one job. Had one yeah. job. Um, I forget the guy's name. There's, there's, there's one currently. He's doing things with his life. I guess I don't know what he's doing. He's probably sitting in a cell or somewhere. Seems like he's making alcohol. I mean, I would hope so. It's kind of his whole job. Um, <laughs> so, so there's, there's a cellar master. Every, every hundred years, there's a new one, and he gets to pick a, a new cognac that gets bottled or whatever else. And it's called Louis the Thirteenth Cognac, right? All on the mm-hmm. same page here. Yeah. Um, do you guys like John Tron? Yes. Uh, I think I've heard of John Tron. Oh man. All right. Well, I love John Tron, and John Tron recently came Flex out with seal. an episode. Yeah, Flex Seal Man. He he recently came out with an episode about Skull Vodka. Oh, I, don't know if I watched this. this. Yes. Okay, Hayden, have you seen maybe not this video, but have you seen the vodka that's bottled in Skulls? Yeah. And so it's called Skull Vodka, and it's actually made by Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it's the guy from Ghostbusters. Yep. Um, and he does this like thirty-minute like like ordeal like video thing promoting the 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 skull vodka and he, he like the whole time he's talking about how he like believes in aliens and ghosts and basically anything and he doesn't that say no one vodka else for the in. first 20 minutes of the yeah for like the first 20 minutes of the whole advertising doesn't say anything about vodka and the whole thing is like filtered through like like diamonds but they're not real diamonds there's a whole thing that goes on around the skull vodka thing if you guys haven't seen it please go watch john tron's video john tron i'm i'm giving you the plug you're, you the you're, plug. A, you're a homie um, For we have basically the same subscriber count. Basically the same. Is now down to four or twelve. Twelve. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, All right. go watch John Tron. Make his day. Give him a little boost in subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll definitely notice. Yeah. All right. So, so this school vodka thing is wild. Dan Aykroyd's a, a nut job. Um, but it got me thinking after watching this video a while ago. You know, that is some crazy amount of advertisement done for a, a liquor right Mm -hmm. so i went looking around and i found louis the 13th cognac all right so they actually so this cognac is only bottled every hundred years so they decided why not make a movie about this cognac that only comes out every hundred years and they called it you probably have have guessed or or could see why they called Skull it the Hundred Years Movie. Oh, called the Hundred Years Movie. Um, it has the tagline: "The movie you will never see." Why? Um, it's not a dig on itself. It, 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 I promise it isn't. It's Are a science fiction movie. It? It's a science fiction movie. With jo- they actually already made it. Oh, um, so it's a science fiction movie with John Malkovich um, and Chuya Chang, and it has music by Pharrell Williams. All right. Okay. So the release date for this movie is November eighteenth, twenty one fifteen. Okay. So they had a blend of cognac come out on twenty in twenty fifteen. I guess okay. on November eighteenth. I assume. I don't know. A um, hundred years later would be would be two thousand one hundred and fifteen. So this movie has already been made, and it is supposed to release. On this date in 2115, which I don't believe is a real year, but we're going to roll with it anyway. Wait, so you don't the, the, think 2115 is going to be a year? 
I mean, I've never heard of that year before, have you? It's just a hundred years from now. Yeah, I don't believe it's real. <laughs> okay. Well, um, it probably won't be real for you. It won't be. You're absolutely <laughs> right. So that's why, that is why okay. it, is, it has the tagline, the movie, you will never see. Ah. Because none of us will probably see this movie. So I don't know plot... about y'all, but I'm going to live forever. Oh, yeah, totally. Same, dude. Yeah. So the, the plot of this movie is 100% a secret. Okay? The, the film is actually already recorded. It's already been made. And it's being kept in like a super high-tech safe behind bulletproof glass. It's in France. I assume the cellar master like just dusts it every afternoon because I don't know what else he has to do with his life. Um, and, and it's in this it's in this bulletproof glass case in this safe, and it will automatically open on November eighteenth in two thousand one hundred and fifteen. Mm-hmm. And this movie is in it, and a bottle of like twenty fifteen cognac, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So, not only that, but a thousand guests were actually given a pair of tickets. They were each made out of, of solid metal for the opening premiere. And the, the idea is that they will, like, hand down these tickets to their, their descendants or whatever. Uh-huh. So that their descendants can go see this, this movie in France when it opens or whatever, right? Yeah. So you would think that there's so much hype around this at this point. This movie is not going to come out for a hundred years. And it's got John Malkovich in it. See, but that's just going to be old school. I don't know if you like John Malkovich or not. I don't really like John Malkovich. Pretty much every movie he's in is basically terrible, in my opinion. But regardless of how you feel, there's a couple things that I have, you know, in my mind about how this movie's going to go down. I don't know how you how well you think like video games age or movies age or anything ages, especially people. Um, but in a hundred years, if you have a movie recorded in 2015, what do you guys think that will even look like to people a hundred years from now? A movie right now that was recorded in 2015 doesn't look near as good as something that was recorded in 2018, 2019. That's true. Like, I, I'm just picturing this movie being released and people just going, wow, I waited for this? Why? I mean, that's kind of what... It's either going to just be like a... Almost like a cult classic, yeah. The second it comes out, or it's going to be terrible. So, classic. So that's the thing. Also, I don't know how you guys feel about Pharrell Williams, but you know, someone to preserve for a hundred years to to release and have people go see a movie. Um, you know, Pharrell, my dude. I mean, I'm pretty happy. You wouldn't be my first it. choice. Do you say you're pretty happy about his music? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> The only song that anyone ever knows. Yep. <laughs> that is the only song I know. And to be honest, I wasn't too too happy about it. All right. So there's that. But the plot isn't entirely a secret. They actually released three teaser trailers. And they're out right now. They're on YouTube. All of you guys can go watch them. There's three of them. And they're called Retro, Nature, and Future. So I figured that with all of this, all of this hype and and this bottle of of cognac and and whatever else that's and the cellar master man, think of the cellar master, that this movie would be some high quality stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I went and checked out these teaser trailers. You know, I haven't laughed so hard 
in years. Years, man. I was watching this. And, and you know, you could probably pay someone on the street $5 to, than, than the actors in this movie, man. The teaser trailer was rough? so cringy and rough and terrible. It's just like got John Malkovich like walking up and being like, I'm going to put this cognac bottle in this safe. And then he's like, I'm going to wait 100 years. And he comes back and the future's all different, whatever else. And then he like walks up with this, this, uh, with Shu Yicheng and, and they're like opening the safe because it's been 100 years and it opens automatically. And they're like, ah, the bottle of. 2015 Louis the 13th cognac. I've been looking forward to this. As if like the, they didn't have it already. Hmm. Like they they made this 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 cognac like the cognac's out already. You could go buy 10 bottles and just like put them in your pantry and be like, "Cool, I got that now." But like it's in a bulletproof case right now and people are like waiting 100 years for it. But you're, so you're, I watched you're making all... me you're making me pretty sad about society. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched all three of these trailers and they were absolutely 100% the worst movie trailers I have ever seen in my entire life. Absolutely terrible. I highly recommend that everyone here goes and watches them. Please do so immediately as soon as you hear this. It is something for the ages. I, I really want to, I wish, I wish that I could live for a hundred years just so I could see the reaction on people's faces when they see this movie. That is all I want. Okay, um, what if we do this, though? Yep. We have researched bank heists. <laughs> uh, I'm putting that You want to steal it, man? I want to steal it. I'm down. I mean, on record, I'm not going to steal it, but let's steal it. I'm, I'm down. I'm down, man. Right. I'm down. Um, so I asked you earlier, like, how much you guys are willing to spend on a bottle of liquor? Yes. I wanted to give you the price of this liquor. Okay. Um, so a small bottle? A small bottle. Um, how many ounces? Uh, I'm not sure. Hold on. Let me let me look here real quick. Any size bottle. A small bottle could be like a freaking so it's, it's, oil it's, truck. It's three quarters of a liter. Oh okay. my god. Three quarters of a liter is three thousand five hundred dollars. So I've heard of more expensive. A one point seven five liter bottle is seven thousand dollars. Sounds nice. about right. And a full size bottle. Um, I'm not sure how much a full size bottle holds. Um, probably a liter, or not a liter, but a probably two liters. What, what is sure. it? One point seven five is like a handle or something. I don't really know. Something like that. Um, um, yeah, you're positive. an alcoholic. What is it? I don't know about um, the size of the bottles. I just I'm know. pretty positive it's one point seven five. Okay, well, yeah, thank you. There's right. there's a single <laughs> bottle a of of cask forty two point six, um, Louis the Thirteenth. That it retails for twenty two thousand dollars right now. Holy crap! Which is absolutely insane for a bottle of liquor. Like, what would like? How do you even like do that? What does a shot of that cost? Like, a shot of that's like what? Like a grand? Or like five hundred dollars per shot? 
It'd be probably about three hundred dollars, but still. okay. But like, let's be honest. You go to a bar and you're like, "Hey, can I get a shot of that?" And they're like, "Yeah, that'll be three hundred dollars a shot." Actually, okay, <laughs> no, it would be probably a little less than a hundred. Would you spend a hundred dollars on a shot? There's forty shots in a handle in one point yeah. seven five. What is it, milliliters? I'd do a hundred dollars for a shot. So it's twenty two thousand divided by how many? How many shots are in a handle? Uh, 40. So that's $550 per shot. Oof. Would you spend $550 on a shot? Once in my mm, life, probably yes. No, absolutely not. That is obscene. My Garrett. current record is I one time bought a drink at a place. We started this whole entire conversation talking about the crap that Garrett buys. And I know. That's, <laughs> I, and now he's like, dude, yeah, it's been $550. This, this wasn't <laughs> my fault. shocking. Though. This okay. is not shocking in the slightest. I went to get a drink that was just five hundred and fifty dollars. No, it was. I think it was just Jack and Diet Coke. And the lady was like, "Do you want a double?" And I'm like, "Sure." It's been a long day. And so she long handed day. me the bill, and it was eighty eight dollars for seven drinks. What? Good. Or one drink. It wasn't even drinks. It was a single drink. That is insane. That's that's yeah. Ridiculous. Wait, where did you go? This was in Atlanta. I forget exactly where, but where it was in Atlanta. Atlanta. I was there with um, Seth. The most expensive place in the world? Like, yeah, it was kind of crazy. insane. It was a fancy place, but... Um, amazing. You know, I saw well. I saw on Facebook that um, there was like a strip club where <laughs> the strippers, the strippers yep. there made like $3 million on yep. Super Bowl night. I thought it was alone. a single girl made that and then split it. It might have been that. It might have been that. I don't it know. Ended up getting something. split to like one hundred and seventy-five thousand or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was ridiculous. So, Way to go, Atlanta! Really keeping yeah. it, keeping it classy. That was for the Super Bowl. That was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know the Super Bowl had like the lowest ratings in the past like fifty years or something. Yeah, but I mean that strip. Who likes Garrett, football? Garrett, did you watch the Super Bowl? No. I I kept up with the score. I didn't watch it. Okay, I didn't watch it either. Hayden, did you watch it? No. Oh man, we're really good. We're really good fans. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's pretty much all that I was a fan. Well, as a segue of the well, strip it was, club, it was, it was speaking they played of, in Atlanta, so I, I figured somebody here would watch that. Yeah, uh, I was an hour away from it and I didn't watch yeah. it. But speaking um, of things that make your heart pump, I'm excited. Do I have a sport story for you? It is you got a sport for me. <laughs> I have a sport for you. That was a good segue, right? Yeah, it was really good. Um, Well, you don't know why that was a good segue. I will tell you right now, though, we're talking about pacemakers, man. Oh, <laughs> so that's uplifting. Exactly. Well, it is. It, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah, makes your heart not stop. Yeah, that's it'll kinda... really get you going. Um, so I guess were Actually, you done with that story? Just, I just kind of cut yeah, you off. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> done. That's. That's all I've got. For for anyone who wants to, uh, you know, Louis Louis the Thirteenth, if they want to sponsor us, dude, we're we're, we're taking applications. I That'd do they need cool. an application? Like, would uh, would we even uh, review that if they're like, here's money and some Louis the Thirteenth? You know, I bet if we sent them an email and told them about our uh, our subscriber count, I think I think they might <laughs> be interested. What if we put a decimal? Hey, it would be equal to the number it. of people that'll be alive by the time their next thing comes out. Let's put it to like thirty, um, 
like the thirtieth decimal place, so it looks like a really big number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve dot zero 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 just goes on forever. Sweet. So that's the way we do All it. Right. I, I'll send. Or Hayden, Hayden, can you can you get that email over to him? Yeah. Yeah. All right, sweet. Yeah, I'll send it. How can okay. I do it? Wow. All right, go ahead, Garrett. It's all okay. you. So pacemakers, not ex- exciting as alcohol, but alcohol can lead you to uh, getting a pacemaker if you use uh, it right. Uh, can it? Uh, I mean, if you drink enough, anything can happen. Let's be honest. <laughs> I've heard of people ending up in Mexico. I've heard Worst of... Worst storyteller ever. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm making it relevant. So, do y'all know about the original pacemakers? No. Okay, so these things were basically like car batteries with wires running to you. And <laughs> it was, you had cords coming out of your chest, basically. The original awesome. Darth Vader's. Exactly. That's basically what happened. So pretty much, if you weren't in a hospital, you were not going to have a pacemaker. And these things weren't that great. So there was... I mean, clearly, they had to do something. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history, but there's one specific thing that led to the modern-day pacemaker that is kind of cool. So they they began doing solid-state pacemakers, right? Because that was the next step to having a lighter, more compact pacemaker. And yeah. so in 1957, Dr. Walton Lilia, and he was an open-heart surgeon... And he basically went to the co-founder of a company, Medtronic, who was Earl Bakken, and he wanted to develop... what? Say what? Who's Earl what? Earl Bakken. Bakken. Earl Bakken. B-A-K-K-E-N. And so he worked on small medical electronics. And basically, Walton wanted to him to make a battery-operated pacemaker that was smaller. So, better than the car battery setup they had. Because it was either car battery or you plug it into the wall. So Sweet. Both both of those sound really good. Yeah, so, I mean, you can live for, like, a minute or two without your heart beating. So, you you have, like, a minute charge time. So, if you had a small battery with you, it would be pretty handy to be able to do things and your life not be just stopped by this debilitating disease. Well, so within four weeks of Walton going to Earl, he had produced a prototype and it could be worn on a belt and it still had the leads that ran up to the chest and went into the chest. Mm -hmm. So it was better, but not great. And so immediately, the um, Dr. Walton ended up using that for treating children. So he had this on kids left and right. And yeah, so it it was the olden days. I mean, honestly, it was it was kind of a do or die situation. So if there's anything that they could try, they were going to do it. And he published all of his findings in medical journals. So it was going to be moved on. And there was a, a very inherent danger with it. So it was, um, 
it was better than what they had, and it made it so that they could at least get out of the hospital bed and move around some. So it definitely helped with quality of life of them being in a hospital. Mm, so yeah, yeah. they wanted to then improve it further to be completely inside the person because one of the things that was a problem was it was causing infections where the leads were going into the chest and because Obviously. it went straight to your heart, the infections oh. were very... That was a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds terrible. So just imagine like Iron Man in the first movie. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like, you know where what's her name? Piper? His girlfriend. Yep, yep. Pepper Potts. Piper Potts. That's it. Pepper Potts. Pepper. Pepper. Not Piper. <laughs> Pepper. Um when she's grabbing the thing out of his chest to disconnect it, it's basically that. And there's all that ooze and just That's stuff there. Good. Yep. Good. Thank you for bringing stuff. this to the table. No problem. It's like uh, tapioca. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever tell me that ever again. <laughs> so. Like, you ever had uh, you ever had bubble tea? Yeah. Just, just like what? a mess. Those little balls you're drinking. Yeah. yeah those are uh, like heart sticking your hand from the 20s. In, in that, it would be great. Sweet. So, in 1958, an engineer, Rune Elmquist's. Yeah, that sounds it's like, a name. That sounds like that sounds like a right. And a surgeon <laughs> with don't worry, it is trust me. Okay, and a surgeon with a bunch of dots over his last name. Dude, name, you know, you know, name. you know the dots just make everything better. Oh yeah, it's like if I if you meet anyone or you get an email, like if you're at work, let's let's be honest, you're at work, you get an email, <laughs> some guy with dots over his name in any position, mm-hmm. you immediately like that person. I know exactly. That's why yeah. sometimes. If I'm sending something out to people, I'll throw a dot over the O in my name. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just for fun, just to see what happens. And every now and then, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, where are you from? (laughs) That's when you just go, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. You got to really enunciate the Eric and Garrett. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. So these two guys, I I don't think I said the second guy's name, Ake Sinning. And there's a bunch of dots over that, so it could be could be pronounced. However you want. Um, they developed a device that was rechargeable, and it was rechargeable using induction coils. So you would put this entirely in, inside you, and then they would put induction coils near it, or I guess near it, or around you, or some way, shape, or form. And it would charge the batteries inside there. Mm. Well, the patient, Arn Larson, to get this, um, had it in for three hours. Okay. And it failed. Oh. So, it it was... Then he died? No, he, he didn't die. He, Isn't um, this supposed to be something designed to, like, like, you're supposed to live with this? Yes. So this guy three hours is like is 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 probably like it's basically the same as five minutes at that point. Yes. So this guy, he was technically the first person to have a working uh a working pacemaker inside of him without cords being done on the outside. But he immediately had to go back in and have a second procedure. And he got the second 
fully implanted pacemaker within 24 <laughs> hours of his first procedure. So he was the first person and the second person. That's kind of so, cool. And then he went on to have a total of 22 pacemakers. What? Out of 26 operations. The okay, let's be, let's be real here. Let's be like real talk. Mm-hmm. If I ever have heart surgery, I want those doctors. Mm-hmm. Because they did 22 heart surgeries. We'll see, but that's only on one person, though. They might be good on that one person, but nobody else. <laughs> I'm not like, sure if you, do surgery, if you understand how hearts work, but a little bit. But they're, they're all oh, kind of bit. in the same You weren't a heart theory. surgeon, Garrett? So what? <laughs> Didn't you know Hayden was? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Man. I forgot. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Every, every third person has their heart in their knee. It's worth for reference. Looking. For reference, that's, that's why taking an arrow to the knee was bad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. For reference, um, uh, Hayden is a programmer, and um, all oh. of his knowledge comes from reading something online, um, and not actually doing the thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that was I think that was a very poor explanation of what I do. But thanks. It was. It was. It was. See, okay, it, was, so, it made you sound terrible. It did. Yeah. It did. That was the goal. <laughs> We love you, Hayden. <laughs> Thanks, man. I was just trying to trying to you know explain yeah, why you you're so bad. good with uh, open heart surgery. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Terrible programmer. Excellent open heart. Excellent surgeon. open heart surgeon. That's exactly right. There you go. <laughs> so this uh, <laughs> so this guy. Basically, from what they learned with this guy, and basically the the other four operations out of that that weren't getting new pacemakers were them replacing the leads on the pacemaker. So it was uh, it was an interesting trial, and it resulted in um, including him and the other patients them living an extra nine months. So I mean that's that's all right. That's, yeah, but twenty two surgery. Or excuse me, twenty six operations in nine months. That's kind of insane. Yeah. But I mean, for somebody to have lived through that, it was That's impressive. Gotta be a pretty strong person. They deserve so, uh, a five hundred and fifty dollar shot. For real, they do. They probably couldn't handle it after they've had twenty six operations, but I mean, you get them <laughs> on the third and they'll be good. Yep, yep. But in 1956, and so this is actually going back two years before um, this happened. But in 1956, Wilson Greatbotch, he was working in Buffalo, and he was trying to make a heart rhythm recorder. Okay. And made a mistake. He wired it wrong, and put a wrong component in there and instead of timing a rhythm it produced a rhythm which when he saw this it blew his mind because he realized that he had just accidentally made something to stimulate a heartbeat and this guy is actually pretty cool he has so to this day he has, I, I believe he's passed away since then, um, but he is 
Actually, he may not have. Excuse me. Is he alive? Did you did you just tell us that a man was dead and he was alive? It says in recent years. I, I believe he he may he's either may, alive or dead. He's either <laughs> alive or dead. He is later on in his years, but this guy is pretty cool. He has he's pretty cool, but I don't know whether he's alive or not. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he has passed on. Oh, and oh no, we're gonna get an email, man. He's gonna be like, "Hey, I heard you guys thought I was dead." Not cool. If you aren't dead, I want to meet you because you are a very cool person. This guy has 150 patents to his name. That's insane. What? And he credits all of his inventions to just being persistent and stubborn. Kind of like you. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I if, if... Except this, successful. Well, Ooh. he said... <laughs> Every he said nine out of ten of his inventions and thoughts just didn't work at all. Well, so honestly, he's okay, one more better talk. than you. Real yeah, talk, that's, exactly. That's, um, those, are, those are pretty good odds. Like if ten percent of your ideas are sick and they're functional, well, see, that's the way thing. better than me. That's the thing is think about it though. Nine out of ten don't work. The other ten percent may not work well enough to use. Oh, so you're working on a very small, um, a very small number of inventions there. But clearly, this guy made a couple because he's got 150 patents, 150 inventions that worked well enough that he could go and put a patent in. That's pretty that. crazy. So this circuit that he created was a two-transistor transformer-coupled oscillating circuit powered by a mercury battery. Yeah, those are and words. this was the first pacemaker as we know today. And so he ended up going to William C. Chardak, and he was a surgeon at the Veterans Administration Hospital in Buffalo, New York, which is where... Wilson worked was in Buffalo. Mm, okay. And he ended up implanting one of these devices into a well, he, he, he was researching and implanting different things into chest cavities. So he was a good guy to go to. And <laughs> let's see, but like if you talk about that in like any other scenario other than a doctor like he was doing work on you know making some devices and planting them in chests you know mm -hmm. just a casual guy like that's a terrorist mm -hmm. like if you talk about that in any other in any other situation other than oh he works in a hospital he's a surgeon then then you are a little like the man makes devices and puts them in people's chests yeah so he took this experimental device and put it into 10 patients and these patients who before were given a lifespan of a couple weeks or a life expectancy of a couple weeks ended up mm -hmm. living for between 18 months and 30 years. That is a very large range, but those are both pretty good, to be honest. Yes, compared to what it was, which was nine months, it's kind of, that's a pretty big jump. Yeah, so that's amazing. So... He, Great Batch ended up doing more improvements to this until 1972. 
And one of his last achievements working on this was producing a five-year lithium battery. So it could last five years before they had to go and change it out. And so that greatly reduced the, um, the, the surgeries from 26 and nine months to once every five years. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So, and about the same time, the, uh, another company, the cardiac pacemakers incorporated, they ended up making a hermetically sealed pacemaker in titanium. So that now being covered in titanium made it a lot safer. Titanium works better and biological and exactly. So from that, and this was basically became widespread in the seventies. And then in 74, even the U S food and drug administration commissioned a study saying that this is one of the safest and most effective ways of dealing with that kind of sickness. And in 76, they ended up getting an FDA approval for the commercial release. And so that is how you got your pacemakers today. Somebody that is honestly amazing. It really is. The it's, they have some interviews with this guy and the way he talks is it's insane. He's basically, all of his inventions he's talking about, they usually don't go well. It's, it can, it can be disheartening and stuff, but he said the one that you find out of the, all the other ones will always pay for all the other ones. Mm. He said, so it's, it's kind of an inspiration because that's one thing I want to do. Honestly, I wish I could be doing it now, but I haven't come up with my one out of 10. And so it's it's kind of cool to see somebody who shows the real side of inventing stuff because it is it is rough trying to invent stuff. I mean, it's easy to make things. It's rough to invent something that is widely accepted. And it's now his invention is put into around 600,000 people every year. So That's amazing. Yep. It also shows how unhealthy we are. So that, that it does. Yeah, that too. That too. But Oh man. All right, is that all you got? Yep, that's all I got. That's crazy. All right. So this has been We Understand Things. Better known as What? What? <laughs> we are your hosts. My name is Evan Duffield. I'm Garrett House. We've got our our, our handy dandy email over there, Hayden Smith. So. Thanks, and, and, and tune in next time. We'll see you later. Bye.